We're not golfing and skiing Friday through Monday. We're answering the phone Friday night. We're answering the phone on Saturday. We're sending emails on Sunday. We don't spend a day drinking beer on a golf course. That's not what we do. We're pushing, we're working. That's where we get our joy from. So it, we're just different animals. This is the one and only, the original podcast where you can find yours and your business's true value. You're listening to Our Value. Brought to you by America's insulation source, IDI Distributors. You want to hear from the best contractors, suppliers, and consultants that dedicate themselves to more than just survival in the business world? Industry professionals that are dedicated to excellence in every aspect of their business? Our Value has them all here to share that same motivation and knowledge with you. Tune in and grow a more successful, profitable, educated, and recognized business. Listen to the Our Value podcast to become the industry leader in your market. Find your value with Our Value. Ken Allison with the R-Value Podcast, and we are here today for a very unique mission. We are looking at women in insulation. Actually, we're not looking at them. You're on a radio or some sort of device. But either way, there are quite a few women in insulation. There's a lot of women in construction. That's a group that was founded back in the 80s. But when I look at uh, there's the Women Construction Owners and executives group that's been around for quite a while. There's uh, women in building performance, which is a smaller group, but I think we needed to talk about women in insulation, especially since the building envelope has become so important. And at this point, women are 10% of the construction workforce. They are 13% of the ownership. So when you look at a lot of the women that are in our industry are actually owners. Uh, 4% of all new construction companies right now are owned by women, but yet only 1% are on the front line. And I'm going to start with, I've got four different ladies here that all do very widely different things in the industry, but I'm going to start with someone known as Deja Oliver in the frozen north. Deja, I'm going to just go right for the throat, right out of the gate. You were telling me just a minute ago what the wage was going for, for spray foamers in Minnesota. And you've got to be joking. You said north of $40. Is that true? Yeah. In some cases, absolutely. They're hard to come by. Good night. So, so outside of, cause I know that wasn't the wage when you got in, what, what got you into insulation? Why, why this? Well, I started in uh, 2007 selling insulation accessories, and about three years later, I moved into the whole gamut of fiberglass, spray foam, everything insulation. So um, I don't know. It's just I love it. I love building the relationships with the customers, um, and that's what keeps me here. Um, I feel like a mama bear to some of these guys, and they are my children, and it's just grown from there. And I love everything about it. I love being on job sites. I love being in their offices, um, everything. So you said something different there. So the mama bear, because one of my questions, honestly, for every one of you is, you know, how have men treated you while you're in the industry? Are they literally becoming your children? Because I know men really aren't into being responsible, but you know. Well, some, some of them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we, we've got someone on here that's a contractor that I've just watched this lady smoke other guys in an attic and outwork every one of them. Jessica, you're, you're known as the attic queen. Why on God's earth 
did you get into construction in the first place? What what happened? I actually was recruited by the top insulation company in uh, Tampa, Florida. And when they first met me, it was at an event that they were soliciting their services and I was doing something else. I was in real estate for 16 years, vice president of lending. And I had a life coach that made me realize nothing was more important than health and happiness. So I um, quit my job, had nothing going on, but I would do like side projects. So I meet the owner and he's like, how are you? I said, I'm better than good and I'm better than most. He's like, what? So right away, he loved my energy. And recruiting me, I'm like, listen, I just took the handcuffs off after being in the corporate world for 16 years. I'm not interested. So I ended up uh, doing some consulting and he kept in touch and it was November. I was uh, doing consulting out in Texas and um, he called me up. He's like, my business is exploding. Um, I really missed Florida. So he's like, come back. We'll talk about working. So I'm like, all right. So I come back to Florida and I'm watching what's going on. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. You know, I could, you wanted me to do sales. So we started talking to terms. He's like, well, um, you are going to be straight commission. And if you uh, go through a ceiling, I'll pay for the first one. But everyone after that, you're going to have to pay for it. I'm like, oh my God, I can't afford to do this. So I kind of like stepped back and um, worked the office, listened to him, learned um, would help out on like big removals. And that's when I started getting like interested, um, COVID hit. And then, um, we exploded and I turned into a team lead because I always took on like the toughest things. Um, and it was a really good workout. Um, the gyms were shut. There was no saunas, no gyms. So I remember my very first day, it was a removal 6:45 AM. I knocked on the door with my yellow t-shirt my bright red lips. I said, I'm just again, I'm here to do your removal. They said, you, I'm like, yes. I'm like, let me tell you my favorite chore at home is to vacuum and ain't nobody going to vacuum out that attic better than me. They're like, I'm on in. So at that point it was kind of like, to me, a challenge. And then I never really, so I learned on the job and I just love going through hard things in life. I just torture myself. Um, but where things really became real for me was when I took my first formalized training by the one and only Ken Allison. <laughs> and it was to learn about spray foam. And literally what it did is it scared the hell out of me and made me realize to build a strategic partnership and find a good spray foam company. But um, that's when I started learning the building science behind things and how it really affects the health of people. And that's really what makes me go to work every day in extreme temperatures because these people need us. Like people are in their house getting sick and they don't even know it's because there's like literally feces in their attic or there's like mold everywhere and there's so much leakage. So thanks to you for opening up my eyes, I could save the world. Wow. That's, you are always a handful. I mean, we've got to get a governor on oh. you or something. We're going to have to drug you. Before have these things. But, no, it's, it, it amazes me. I have to tell people you at 300 to 350 square feet an hour backing out an attic is at the top of the industry. We have so many people that don't have the dexterity or the health to be able to do that. And then to see some of your posts online, it's just, it's crazy how you've taken to this industry. So I'm not going to ask you if you think you made a mistake. You're, you're making everybody else look like we're unenthusiastic about it. It's amazing. So, so let me ask you something though. It, how, 
How would you see, or what do you think would be our best tool for recruiting women? How, how could we get more of you into the industry? Because when I, when I laid out the facts, just to cover it again, so 13% are owners, but 85%, I think, is what women in construction said are in the office. How do we get them to understand it's a great workout, it's a good day, you feel good, and the money's excellent? How, what would you think would gather more to the industry? Uh, spend a day with me and I'll show you. <laughs> so everybody needs to go to Florida and, and get in an attic. Yeah, right. I literally drove nine hours to be on this podcast. So I do travel. I also, I wholesale a couple products as well, like the Attic Insulator and then Attic Crush. So I do work with companies nationwide and help them with business growth and business development. And being that I've used those products on my own, and we all know that the rising price of insulation is ridiculous. If I don't understand how companies can stay in business if they don't have other products. So I do travel and it's like, I got somebody offered to fly me to Pennsylvania to remove all their insulation. I'm like, yes. Have rocket will travel or have back will travel. I mean, let's go. There's a testimony. So Chelsea, with, with you, I I know you know you kind of came in with some people that you knew from the equipment side of things, but what really what drove you from you know college to insulation? What where was the connection? Oh goodness. You know, it was it was a luck of the draw. I was just sitting at home bored after you know, not working for a little bit. And I had some friends that were like, hey, we own a rig manufacturing manufacturing company, spray foam rigs, anything, you know, anything fluid applied. And so they were like, come into the phone for us. And I was like, okay, you know, give me something to do to get out of the house. And it just evolved into, I have a marketing background. So it just evolved after a few months of answering the phone. They're like, you want to sell rigs, you want to sell equipment, you want to sell phone, you know, so you want to sell do-it-yourself spray phone kits. Um, so I just learned all the material, um, had really good, um, like a support system, uh, people that trained me and educated me in the industry, started traveling, started going to trade shows, um, and just really enjoyed, I enjoyed being one of the only women in the industry. It was, it was fun at that time. That was 12 years ago. It was a handful of us. So when we walked in somewhere, it was like, oh, we automatically know them. And I've always, always enjoyed that. So um, that's really what got, I was like, wow, I can be somebody here. Like, um, and then it just grew from there. And um being able to take care of these customers and they had so much trust in me because I, I guess being a female, they, they knew I was organized. They knew I was going to be truthful and honest. And like, I cared. like that was the biggest thing when they, they knew I cared about them and their business. So the relationship. Did you find it? Did you find it easier to get trust then? Absolutely. I did when I came into it. Um, also being just a Southerner, I think they were automatically like, oh, she's super sweet. And I know she cares about us. That mama bear mentality that Deja was talking about us. I mean, it was just like, okay, here's everything. Help me figure it out. And we, and we're problem solvers, you know, it, that's, that's our job. So I think, yeah, they found comfort in that. And it just kind of, the relationship just grew and grew and grew um, after that. And Everybody, you know, like Deja being in the industry and they asked specifically, you know, they knew where I worked and they're like, I want to talk to Chelsea. So that's just kind of where it went. And it just grew from there. And 
And now a lot of them are some of my best friends and some of my mentors or people I've mentored. And it's just, it's just a family circle. Nice. Nice. I'm going to go to Rachel Perry up in Boston. Now, Rachel, with you, you had a background somewhat similar to something I used to do. Tell people how you wound up in the industry. Um, I like to start a long time ago, back in 1997. I worked for, I spent a summer in Katy, Texas, and I worked for a man named Don Sabrasula, who owned Fire Safe of Houston. And I worked for him for a summer, just fireproofing buildings like the Rice Building when they renovated it. So I'm 19 years old with a hard hat and a two belt and going into these buildings. From there, I came back to Boston. I got into the restaurant business and I spent almost 20 years in restaurants working in high-end steakhouses like Capitol Grill, Fleming Steakhouse in Scottsdale, Arizona, Boston, Providence. And I went to Strega Waterfront, which was a very high profile fine dining restaurant in probably one of the busiest restaurants in the city at the time where I met a gentleman named Frank Granara, who's the owner of General Insulation Company, which- Now, wait a minute. You were the general manager of that restaurant, were you not? I was the assistant general manager, and I was the first female manager that this gentleman ever employed. There you go. So you were not at the bottom of the restaurant. It's not like you were a waitress and some guy's like, hey, you want to put in insulation? It's got to be better. No, no, it was- (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead. Sorry. Um, No, so I'm sure everybody here knows General Insulation and knows Frank. Um, And I was 37 years old at the time. And I was just tired of working every weekend, every holiday. It was great in my 20s, but you get to an age where it just, it's not a good lifestyle. So I took the leap and my mother thought I was crazy to change careers at, you know, I was just really getting somewhere, working in the best restaurants in the city. And, um, in the road to do cell insulation, which she didn't really understand. Um, but I love it. It feeds so much of what the restaurant gives you with what my personality loves, the time management, the competitiveness, the teamwork, the problem solving. Like Chelsea said, it's all this, you know, pressure, but, but keep the, keep the veneer, keep the facade of we're in control and I've got it and I've got your back and I'm going to fix your problems. It's an organized chaos that I think we all manage for all of our customers. Um, So it's awesome. I love that side of it. It's afforded me a much better quality of life. I just, I was able to buy my own home on five acres in New Hampshire. I drive an F-150 Super Crew. It's just a life that I never thought I would, I, I wouldn't have if I stayed where I was. So taking the lead. Oh, I love that. Now, now talk a little bit about your challenge because you're, you're really, even for our industry, you're towards the top end of our industry in that you're taking on probably the tiniest fraction of sales in our industry by chasing large specifications, hospitals, schools, libraries, doctor's offices. You're doing commercial construction sales. How, how does that work for you in going out and really you know, opening doors and getting in and in the career path? How's that working for you? And and what do you see as the best part? I think it's all comes back to the customer service aspect and it's building the relationships. And I've been working with some of these project managers from, you know, for five, six years. And they followed me from general to 
um, New England gypsum where I was before IDI. And now they're with IDI because it's all about understanding their needs, you know, answer your phone, get back to them right away, make everybody feel like they are the most important thing in your world. Um, and I lean on them for help. If I don't know, I'll ask them. A lot of these project managers, I help them out. They help me out. I learn every day something new. As you know, with building envelope, it's always changing. <laughs> and the tests are always changing. It is. So, yeah. It's- it is. But something something you said I really keyed on, and that's that's loyalty. You know, women are known as loyal. And, and you know, um, I don't know that that's really a knock on men, but, you know, <laughs> Deja, you mentioned Mama Bear. Chelsea talked about, you know, her friends brought her in. It seems to me that if I were to have someone long term, their customers really are going to follow them. They really are going to be more of a family than golf buddies. You know, and I mean that in hopefully the nicest of ways, but it seems like many men are golf buddies or fishing buddies. But can I in there, can I chime in? I will say, I actually said this yeah. to um, a former coworker of mine who's also a female. I'm like, we're not golfing and skiing Friday through Monday. We're answering the phone Friday night. We're answering the phone on Saturday. We're sending emails on Sunday. We don't spend a day drinking beer on a golf course. That's not what we do. We're pushing, we're working. That's where we get our joy from. So it, we're just different animals. If you had a 19-year-old daughter who was going to college, is this a career path you would want her to take knowing what the way the industry oh, is? Yeah. I think there's so much opportunity wow. for us. Yeah. For women? Yeah. Every so one of you are nodding women yet. This, this industry and just how much I've grown as a person and as a professional has taken me to traveling everywhere in the United States I've ever wanted to go to financially living on my own, like being able to support myself. Um, I mean, the, the sky is the limit. It's, it's, it's awesome. And it's, it's so empowering. Wow. That is great to hear. So Deja, you, you know, I, I went to you first, but what, what are your thoughts on if, if we wanted to target more women, um, you know, I, I, when I look at this, I see career paths from installer to building scientists or to architect, but, but where, where would you start in trying to bring more women to the industry? I don't know really how to bring them to, I mean, just explain to them what we do and, and all the wonderful things that come along with it. Like the relationships you build out there, the, the, the people you meet, everything. It's just, it's in all in a whole, it's wonderful. Um, I mean, I know a bunch of women installers. We have quite a few here in Minnesota. And I love seeing them out there. And I just, I think it's so awesome. And they work just as hard as those guys. And I just, I high five them every time I see them. I love it. So then what's been your biggest challenge? I mean, yeah, we get, you know, as women, some guys will look at you and don't think you will know what you're talking about because we are women. I mean, that's probably the toughest. Once you girls say the same thing. Oh yeah, for sure. That, that was my first like hang up, you know, cause I was yeah, basically, I'm like, I'm a woman. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to fall through every ceiling. I'm like a wrecking ball. Like nobody's going to trust me. And then they actually trusted me more when I showed up 
And now that I know what I'm talking about and I know who Ken Allison is and I call him from addicts when things go on and I get answers, I'm like, I'm unstoppable now. I'm like, I literally know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's like, then you tell that to people and they get freaked out at first, but they're like, fix it. I'm like, yes, I will fix it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a challenge to begin with. Um, but once you prove yourself, like, like I said, the challenge, the limit. I mean, if they talk to you in a matter of minutes, they're like, "Whoa, she really knows what she's talking about." And then, then it's it's like game changer. Okay, let me. Yeah, know. I mean, I've been on. You, we've been on training sites, you know, yeah. you, you pull up there in your training clothes and you I'm doing a blown in wall training and they're looking at you like, oh, you do know what you're doing. Yeah. That is so satisfying. Proof is in the pudding. So just put yourself yes. out there. That's all you got to do. If you can yes. put yourself out there, just do it. Rachel, with, with you has, because you're on commercial jobs, has, have you had the same thing where it's really just a matter of proving your knowledge and then the doors open or do the doors just open? Um, that's, that's an interesting question. I do. Uh, um, I'll answer the second part. I, in my experience, I do feel for cold calls. I think uh, men are more apt to sit down and talk to me than they are if a guy walks in. And I, I'm, I know that's a sexist statement, but I, I know that being a woman does open more doors. It lets me in, you know, what I do with that is that's on me. Can, can I land it or not? But I think, you know, as in general, men are more, apt to talk to women throughout the day. I don't think they're as upset if I bust in their office. I think that's a great point though, because if I'm considering what industry should I go into, if I walk into a doctor's office as a pharmaceutical rep every day, I know for a fact that receptionist will shut down any skirt, any suit, any shoe, any, you know, whatever that walks through the door, they're used to it. But in this industry, if it is a more open lane for you to be heard, then why not jump in? It, it makes total sense to me. But Jessica, I want to come back to something because you really are unique. Yes, you've, you've done some selling and you do some training, but girl, what is it that makes you want to get in an attic when it's 150 degrees and just go rip the place apart like a tornado? I mean, you're just, when, when you're in an attic, <laughs> it's like all a mindset thing. And it's like, you can't get a better workout. Like, I didn't know what I was going to, what would I have done? Like all the gyms were shut during COVID. Like I can't not work out. That's for like my mental game. So it's like addicts are hotter than saunas. And when you're like literally in like a three pitch and you got to like, and, and you can't get that lifting weights. So that's part of it, but I don't know. Well, and I have to throw out a shout out. Jessica is the Attic Queen. She's wearing a shirt that says the Attic Queen. She Instagrams as the Attic Queen. You've got to see her stuff. The other day when you held up the dead rat carcass or dead squirrel carcass in the attic and you looked at the camera and go, what's in your attic? I was like, wow, that is so close to infringement and yet perfect. I just, I dead love times. your attitude towards this industry. <laughs> Ken, you just hit on social media. I think that's also a big part. Majority of women I know are more active on social media. They are they put themselves in the spotlight more. Um, they're on LinkedIn. They're on Instagram. They're on every platform. So they're seen. They're heard. Um, and I think that's a big that's a big thing too is being 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 active on social media and putting yourself out there. I used to educate too. Like you'll get business from it if you're sitting there 
telling people like, you know, if you've got this feces in there and your house has air leakage and you're breathing it in, like you are going to get sick. And then people are like, oh my God, I never thought about this. And they lay up at night and they hear like, you know, like scuffling. They're like, oh my God, I got rats in my attic. I got to call the attic queen, you know? And it's like, she <laughs> 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 so talks awesome. about rats in my attic all the time. Like, exactly. So the, the lesson that I get out of this is if, if I had a contracting company, I need a woman with that kind of understanding out doing my selling because the way you describe that about laying in bed and hearing it, you know, it's, we've all been there, but I just kind of dismiss it. And of course it, it goes through someone else's head like a hundred times that night. No, that is perfect. And Chelsea, you're right. Social media you know, you guys dominate it from Pinterest on down, you know, it, it kind of started long ago in, you know, Facebook and Pinterest, and now it's house and next door and all of those. But you're right, you guys are far more active. Um, so any last thoughts, Rachel, um, any thoughts you've got towards anyone out there and, uh, you know, listening, obviously, most of them at this point in the industry are men what would you want them to understand about how they should be looking toward the future of their company? Um, I mean, I would never, it's, it's, you're never too old to learn something new. You're never too old to reinvent yourself. I think as Jessica stated as well, take the leap, you know, if you're not happy, find something that you love and, and do it. Don't be afraid. I like that. Deja, what, what are your thoughts? If, if you were to speak to, uh, contractors that might even be thinking about what their kids should be doing and who they should give their business to any advice for them find something that fits you find something that you're comfortable with find find your niche that's the biggest thing find your niche and find your comfort zone and go from there i would think they need to get their daughters involved i'm i'm telling you just with the four of you i mean you all found this you know, almost by accident, but yet it really, you can tell just by the life that you guys have when you talk about it. Chelsea, what are your thoughts? You were very active in college. Would you ever go speak at colleges? Oh, for sure. I would love that. And that's, that, that is one of the things that I love about this industry is it, there's open doors for opportunities that I always wanted to do public speaking, um, you know, being on video, going to trade shows, um, you know, being incorporated in training classes, all the things that I have a background of, I just didn't know that that's where uh, that's, I didn't know at the time that's what I wanted. But now that I start doing these, it's like, Oh, I, I love it. I want more and I want more. So, I mean, just the spray foam industry, the insulation industry in general has opened up so many other opportunities um, because like I said, there, there's so many people that we need. There's, we need people in this industry that know what they're doing, that are educated. Um, and I don't, I don't know, it, you kind of see a pattern, like everybody that I've ever known that's come into this industry, they don't leave. Like we're here forever. So it's, it's a very passionate passionate industry to get into. Um, and I don't, I just, just find what you love, do what you do, what you love. Um, and it, I think the opportunities are endless. Jessica, I'm going to steal what Chelsea said. Are you truly in this industry forever? I know it's a dumb question before I ask, but I want you to give your, your pitch. 
Well, basically, my goal is to retire in two years. Um, so yeah, I'm in it for I'll be in it for the long run. But you know, not all heroes wear capes. Some of them wear respirators. And um, you know, what I you know, one thing that Deja said is you know, do what makes you comfortable. I'm into step out of your comfort zone. Do what makes you uncomfortable. And if I could give anybody a word, like the reason why I think women would be amazing in this industry where meticulous. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of women love vacuuming. Like there's so much therapy in it. And when you know how it could affect somebody's life, you know, I walked into a house a couple of weeks ago where there was um, massive rodent infestation and there was uh, 18 inches clearance and it was that insulation. And it's a big metal ducking down the center. And there's a five-year-old, her five-year-old grandson has severe asthma and her husband has very bad allergies and sinus problems. And literally the only way to do this is to either cut the sheetrock out or to raise the roof line. And it's like, there are people that literally are so sick and it's like women care. You know, you yeah. talked about us being mama bears. I'm, I'm that person that like, you can't do this job if you drink alcohol, if you do drugs, if you don't sleep. So I'm that mama that shows up to the job site, making sure that these guys have electrolytes. And they have like real food, not processed food getting through this. So it's like, you know, I look out for my crew, but the people don't understand like, oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody told me I had rodent feces in my attic. I'll just blow on top of it. No, 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 no. It's still going to come through. Like, no. So it's like, if, if a woman truly understands the building science behind things, and if it's a woman that loves challenges and loves working out, I'll tell you, like, especially women, women have children. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. So if you can have a child, you can do this job. So that's that. That's it sounds to me like we should be recruiting at the gym. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 not gonna be the one to walk up to him. I'll take you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or restaurants. Restaurant workers yeah, are also very good. good yeah. You can work at a restaurant, you can survive anything. Yeah. That's true. It takes a lot to serve food. It takes a tremendous amount of dexterity and health and yeah. And memory you're, you know, it's, it's very fitting for all, every bit of our career. I agree with that. Well, I look forward to this. Um, you know, I hope you ladies do more podcasts together. Um, I've got some guests coming from uh, building performance Institute and there's quite a few owners out there. I, I wish you all the best and I hope that you guys get together regularly and do these and start getting more women into the industry. I think every one of you are a joy and I am so glad you're here and your careers are living proof that we need more of you guys doing this. And we need more Ken Allison's and I need a show on HGTV sponsored by IDI with Ken Allison. <laughs> you are going to retire in two years. You never stop plugging. <laughs> that's, hey, that's 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 how we are designed. Yes. That's amazing. I love it. Thank you all so much for doing this today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Ken. Uh, and I'm really forward to many, many more of these um, getting yeah. together and having some exciting people and women in other industries and this industry just just women that kick butt. And um, yeah, and let's go after it and empower each other. Thank you.